0: as always Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin athletics on today's show we've got plenty to discuss of course in the firing of Paul Chris as the head coach of Wisconsin football for those of you that joined our Twitter space over at b5q last night I just wanna say thank you hopefully we've got some new listeners from that as well we kind of had for those of you that just listened to the podcast and, and missed that last night we kind of had a Twitter space discussing had some questions kind of talked about this whole situation with Paul Christ, why, you know, what's next, who's next, but we're going to have those same kind of conversations on here on today's episode. Frankly, I'm not going to really spend any time on that Illinois contest. Part of it will likely be part of this conversation as well, but that game was as ugly as can be, and I think when you have a coach that's now fired talking points, that kind of takes precedence over a very ugly football game, because ultimately that disappointment of a football game led to the almost the final nail in that coffin of paul chris at wisconsin so we're going to just kind of talk about this whole situation we'll talk about the timing um, you know why paul chris was fired now how it looks for jim leonard if he's in fact the guy is he is this interim tag just a placeholder if not jim leonard we'll talk about some other candidates but overall most of this show is going to be spent talking about the the major news surrounding paul chris and the head coaching job at Wisconsin because we'd be silly not to focus on that despite the happenings this past weekend with the game because uh, as I said they kind of bleed together in a lot of these situations so for those of you that don't know I'm sure most of you that listen to this podcast are already very well familiar and have you know ran and and started to talk about all these points already but Sunday evening in the midst of the Packer game late in the fourth quarter um, Chris McIntosh and there were reports coming out um, announced that he would be um, him and Paul Chris had a conversation and that it would be best for them to move on to uh, a new situation as Wisconsin football's head coach so Paul Chris essentially fired they, they, I know they negotiated the buyout down but overall they're moving on from Paul Christ after a two and three start in the midst of his eighth season at Wisconsin 72% win percentage winner of an uh, Orange Bowl winner of a Cotton Bowl, winner of plenty of other bowls, a strong win-loss record. But I think anyone that's arguing the win-loss record and what he's done at Wisconsin is a fair argument, but you also have to take other things into consideration. There were deeper issues with this team, many apparent on Saturday once again, with the lack of offense, the lack of you know special teams execution, the lack of Clean play in terms of mistakes, turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. All of that was building up, you know, over the course of not just this season at the two and three start, but last year. These issues were apparent going back to really the COVID season. This team has been different since that moment, and you know, we've I, I myself on this podcast and on Bucky's fifth quarter have been very adamant that a change was likely necessary, and I stood by that. Now, did I see a change coming in week five? No, that never crossed my mind in terms of Wisconsin and how they would go about a coaching change in some conversations I had in private. I thought maybe at the end of this year, maybe Paul Chris would hang it up. Maybe he would get nudged to hang it up by athletic director Chris McIntosh and make it look clean and quote unquote the Wisconsin way. But that's not the way it went down. And, And personally, I think you have to give kudos to athletic director Chris McIntosh I didn't see that coming from him. I think when you looked at Chris McIntosh, he was a guy that was kind of trained under Barry Alvarez. Paul Chris and him likely had a very good relationship. But if he felt that this was the right decision to make to move on and try and improve the football program by making this call, I got to give him a lot of credit because I did not see something like that coming from him. I thought it was going to be business as usual. You know, Last week they talked about there there wasn't going to be any rash or rush decisions made. And then a week later, following that abysmal Illinois performance, a huge change comes about. So I think that part is you, you do have to give kudos, whatever your feelings of the decision. You know whether you wanted to keep Paul Chris or whether you wanted to fire Paul Chris. I think as an athletic director, you know him making that decision and making that call is what his job entails. And sometimes it's a tough decision. Paul Chris is a guy that a lot of athletic directors across the country would be happy with eight nine wins and winning games consistently like that and and keeping him and i give credit to chris mcathes he did what he felt was best and moved on from the situation now before we get into everything else in regards to that i do think you have to agree as a wisconsin football fan that you that paul chris deserves the respect of badger fans across the country i'm i'll sit here and say when he was hired in 2015 i thought he was the best hire for the job i thought he made a ton of sense i thought he really did a great job of stabilizing what Wisconsin football was going to do. Because at that time, Wisconsin was kind of in an influx. You had Gary Anderson who had came in, tried to change things up, it didn't work. There was disagreements between the two sides at the athletic department level, at the coaching staff level, and ultimately it felt like Wisconsin was getting away from itself. Now Paul Chris came in, stabilized that, got things back on track, kind of got the Wisconsin way back going. However, you know, over the course of beyond that 2017 season into 2019 even, it started to show that I, I personally think the game has kind of surpassed that Wisconsin way. And I think you you look at it and you kind of hit a ceiling of where you were going to go in terms of this program, you know, and the successes that they were going to have. I think you, you kind of saw the plateau coming um, over the course of the last four years that you know, this was going to be the top of the program, a 10-2 season, You know, you go to the Big Ten Championship and you likely lose that game. In some schools, that would be great. And I think for Wisconsin, I give them credit for not settling for that. I think that this school, I've been adamant that Wisconsin, I think, can be better than that. I don't think they're going to be a national championship contender year in and year out, a top top 25 recruiting class and, and consistently dominating in that realm of the world. But I do think that settling for just being the, you know, little sister and in and we'll see once these divisions get scrapped but being the fourth fifth sixth best program on a good day just but by, just by brands I, I give kudos to wisconsin for not settling for just that and trying to achieve more is it risky is it potential to backfire even more certainly but in the world of college football now those risks are sometimes ones you have to take and if you didn't feel like paul chris was going to be your guy for the next four or five years This is a situation where I I do think the right call was made by the athletic department um, and, and Chris McIntosh. But Paul Chris still does deserve a ton of credit for what he did at Wisconsin during his time. He was a great offensive coordinator for Wisconsin when he was under Brett Bielema. There were some great memories when he was at that helm. He played quarterback for Wisconsin. He was a Wisconsin guy through and through the the, that sounds like he settled for less in terms of his buyout likely to hopefully that goes back into the athletic department and allows this football program to flourish, flourish even more if i were you know an employer and i had a contract signed and i was scheduled to get this amount of money and if i was fired i got that buyout i and probably most of you listening to this would take every single penny from that buyout so i you've got to give paul chris whatever your feelings are about the guy credit He's, he's loved by his players. He did a great job for Wisconsin when they needed it most. And I think he deserves tons of credit for that. I think you can give him credit for what he's done, what he deserves from Wisconsin, and also acknowledge that things just haven't been working. And in this college football climate, it's it's a bit cutthroat of a business now where if you're not winning games, you're not performing up to expectations. In this new NIL world and, and recruiting world, you can't afford to have these lapses for years on end to be a consistent program the the gaps between teams are starting to climb even more and when you get nil involved for better or for worse that's going to continue to happen and i don't think wisconsin was quite meeting the mark on that phase of the game as well but overall the time that paul chris spent you have to certainly give him credit and kudos and appreciate the moments and memories that you've gotten under him as a head coach you can't sit here and say it was all bad and it it wasn't working there was of phenomenal I mean, my favorite, you know, as, as covering Wisconsin football and being a fan of Wisconsin football, that undefeated season and in, in 2017 and the Big Ten championship game where there were six points and, you know, a missed pass interference call away from almost going to the college football playoff. That was the most fun I, I think I've had as a Badgers fan, and that was under Paul Christ in the direction that he was taking this program. So that does feel like a long ways away. It feels like a long time ago, but I do think you have to give credit and appreciate what he gave um, in that time so but now the decision has been made you the the firing has been happened the parting ways depending on however you want to put it Paul Christ was asked to no longer be the head football coach of Wisconsin and you can take that whichever way you want to it so the interesting part for me is is the why now aspect of firing head coach Paul Chris I struggle with the you know I, I know a lot of people are gonna say with Jim Leonard now being named the interim, This is going to be, you know, his trial run um, for the next seven games to see if he takes the job and runs with it. Ultimately, if I I am a betting man, you guys know that if you read read our website or, or listen to the podcast, my money and I think a heavy favorite would be Jim Leonard landing this job. That's who I would be backing if I thought I had to place a bet on who's going to be the next football coach of Wisconsin. The trial run aspect of this thing is to me a little bit of a head scratcher because I think you've had Jim Leonard. Who's stuck around for seasons now and been a part of Wisconsin football for seven years, where I don't necessarily know if Chris McIntosh now he is a newer athletic director, and maybe they're maybe they don't know each other as well as you know, Jim Leonard and Barry Alvarez knew each other, but I think they probably do, you know. Chris McIntosh isn't completely new to Jim Leonard and, and the way he works. So I don't necessarily know if it's a trial period, so to speak. I think if you've got a track record of a guy that's you know, had your defense to be a top Five ten defense year in and year out, I think you can sit here and say, yeah, he's he's a guy that should be able to, you should already know by now. And I, I think that's where I'm kind of scratching my head at the quote unquote trial period of this whole thing because I think Jim Leonard's got a track record. I think Chris McIntosh is already familiar. And if, you, if he's going to be the guy at some point, you should already kind of know he's the guy. Now, Chris McIntosh has come out and said that he thinks that he owes his program a full, coaching search and that might all just be smoke and mirrors to you know play the games that you have to play of hey we're gonna you know, give everyone a shot we're going to look at multiple other candidates i don't know if i necessarily buy that but it'll be interesting to see how the seven games and, and this trial period that everyone's kind of running with kind of works because I, I don't see um i guess the the reasoning now maybe you you buy yourself some buffer time where you give jim leonard seven games and you have a certain threshold that you'd like to see met, and if he meets that, you're, you're already answered your maybe a little bit of doubt. Maybe you're trying to see, can he handle being a head coach in, in that realm? Because now Jim Leonard, he goes from having to just manage the X's and O's of a defense to having to put on multiple other hats as a head football coach. A head football coach is not just you know practicing football and coming up with your offensive and defensive scheme and trying to win a game now Jim Leonard's going to have the responsibilities of recruiting, and it's going to be an uphill battle for him at least the rest of this season until he's named the you know next head coach, if he is in fact the guy, because you're going to have not only prospects wondering, you know, why should I come to Wisconsin when I don't even know who my head coach is going to be, um, but also you're gonna have current commits that are saying, well, I was recruited to come play for Paul Christ. Yeah, if, if Jim Leonard's the guy, maybe I'll hold my commitment, but if not, Maybe I need to back away and reevaluate this thing. So it's gonna be a challenge in that regard, but it's gonna be one that Jim Leonard is gonna have to face as the interim head coach. So you've already got that hat you're gonna have to wear. You're now gonna have to manage the locker room of this team a little bit further than you do right now. I would imagine Jim Leonard has a great relationship with the rest of the the team, offensive guys. He probably works much more closely with the defensive guys and knows all of them really well. And was very apparent in their recruitment to Wisconsin but a lot of these guys came to Wisconsin to, on the defensive side, certainly play for Jim Leonard, but to play for Paul Chris as well. There's no doubt, I think we've seen it, if you follow any Wisconsin football players on Twitter, that they are not happy with the situation that has just unfolded and that they think Paul Chris should be the head coach still. That's perfectly fair. You were recruited to play for Wisconsin for the next four years under this man, and all of a sudden you know, he's fired after five games, and a huge part of that is because of the performance on, on the field. So I can understand why the players are upset, but now Jim Leonard is going to have to try and deal with that and manage that and also win football games. The other thing you're going to have to answer to is, you know, you're going to have to do more media appearances. You're going to have to talk with your boss and Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, and maybe he's ready to handle all that load, but maybe the seven games kind of gives you a little bit of a trial in that aspect to see, you know, is Jim, does Jim Leonard want to, in fact, be a head coach? Sometimes you see coordinators who all they want to do is is be coordinators and and recruit a little bit and and do that side of the game only. This is going to be a whole different ballgame that he's going to now have to take on. So maybe it's a trial period for both sides. Where I do think Jim Leonard wants to be the head coach of Wisconsin, but maybe he gets seven games to see everything that's going to be thrown on his plate and say, maybe I don't want to be a, a head coach yet. And and that likely means he goes off as a coordinator. At a different position maybe or who knows but i think this is kind of the trial period of the x's and o's has already been answered i think it's more so maybe the trial for both sides to say hey do i want to in fact be the head coach of wisconsin and for chris mcintosh the athletic department to say do we in fact want jim leonard to be the guy but i think they should already kind of know that answer and maybe they're just trying to cover their bases and, and just make sure this at least progresses back towards the threshold that we want to see and doesn't take an even bigger nose dive. But it's going to be a challenge for Jim Leonard. I'm, I'm interested to see how this all kind of shakes out. This is not something that Wisconsin is familiar with in terms of players and staff and, and how we all kind of both goes about that. So the interim tag is interesting. I think that makes it a little bit harder. I don't necessarily know if it sets Jim Leonard up for success in terms of win losses, and I hope that that's not the only threshold that we're going to use in in this evaluation if it is in fact a seven-week evaluation i would like to see the energy get better from this team this team has come out flat in in other than the new mexico state and in illinois state games which even even that illinois state game was a little flat to start this team has had very little energy and has looked lost in lost in terms of the offense it's looked lost in special teams and it's looked lost in terms of penalties and mistakes that you just can't have in college football so I would like to see you know, competitive games and you know, hanging around in that realm of the game. Maybe you don't win every single game for the rest of the season, but are you competitive? Are you cleaning up some of those mistakes? Are you avoiding some of these constant issues that Wisconsin traditionally has not had? And that's going to be one area to watch in terms of how this whole thing gets evaluated. The other thing you're going to be looking at is the rest of the coaching staff also kind of having maybe an uneasy time because you look at it, Paul Christ is not the only change that you're going to have to make here. This is goes, the, the issues with this Wisconsin football team, this Wisconsin football program right now go much deeper than just Paul head coach, Paul Christ. If he, if, if you're going to, if you're, if you're comfortable firing a guy that was, you know, what one seventy two 72% of his games, there's gonna to have to be some other changes beyond just him. I mean, he was responsible for a lot of these hires and he did a lot for Wisconsin, again, that you have to give credit for. And some of these other coaching staff, you know, guys on the staff are likely sitting here in an uncomfortable position. I mean, you look at offensive coordinator Bobby Ingram was brought in by head coach Paul Christ to fix this offense. It has not worked yet. Chris gave you seven pretty good years of football um, as a head coach. Bobby Ingram has given you pretty poor first five weeks. And maybe there's other dynamics in play that maybe Paul Chris was, was hampering the offense or anything like that, but he hasn't had a play sheet. It seems like it's been Bobby Ingram's offense to call and it has not worked. So you're likely gonna see if, again, odds are, I'm, I'm thinking Bobby Ingram's probably a guy that is going to be tidying up his resume and, and probably gonna be looking for another job here soon because he was Paul Christ guy. It didn't work. I think if you're going to give, A, if you're going to give, uh, you know, a, another head coach outside of Jim Leonard an opportunity, they're likely bringing in their own staff. Everyone, we, we've talked about Lance Leopold from Kansas. He's had the same coordinators in the last couple stops he's had. If he gets the job at Wisconsin, he's bringing his coordinators. He's not going to, you know, come in and say, oh, Bobby Ingram's here. You know, I'm, I'll am i use him as my OC. He's going to bring in his own guys. If you bring in an outside coach like Lance Leopold, it's probably... You know, he'd probably take Jim Leonard if he wanted to stay as defensive coordinator. I don't know that he necessarily would would want to do that. So it, it's that part that's going to be interesting. And if Jim Leonard is in fact the guy, he deserves the opportunity to hire his own staff, hire his own players. He likely retains some of the staff, but I, I think he would be. I think it would be a failure of this. You know, this whole change to make Jim Leonard the coach and then retain the rest of the staff that has not succeeded over the last few seasons under Paul Chris. So that part is going to be a fascinating area to watch as well. The rest of this coaching staff, how they work because I think on the defensive side in terms of the staff that you've got, Jim Leonard, if, if he is the guy would likely retain most of those guys. I think Ross Kalaji, the defensive line has done a good job. I think you got multiple linebacker coaches that you feel good about in Bobby April. Um, you, you've got, Quarterbacks, you know, Jim Leonard works closely with those guys. I would think you're probably retaining most of those guys. If you're going to make a change and you want to change things up offensively, though, I think there's a lot of conversations that you could have to switch that up. Elvis Witted at wide receiver, I think, would be guy you bring back. Bob Bosa was supposed to fix this offensive line. So far, that hasn't happened yet. Is, is his track record good enough to keep him around another season? I don't. I don't know that's one that's going to be interesting and and that's one that you could maybe see evaluated throughout the rest of the season those two did work together on the defensive side of the ball so who knows maybe that is but that whole dynamic between the coaching staff and and jim leonard now is going to be an interesting one as well because again as i said if if it isn't jim leonard and it's somebody new they're likely bringing in their entire new staff and a lot of these guys on this current staff are going to be looking for work elsewhere if, if that does in fact happen so that part is going to be a interesting one to watch in terms of the timing and this quote unquote evaluation period that Wisconsin hasn't necessarily said that's what it is. But I think a lot of people are looking at this and running with it and saying, you know what, we're giving Jim Leonard the interim tag for these next seven weeks. If he does well, you know, it's his job and, and his staff to fill out and move forward. I will say in terms of experience and stuff like that and, and hiring a staff, Jim Leonard has been at Wisconsin. He likely has some connections from his time at the NFL and his coaching, but it might be a little harder for him to fill out a staff with with his own quote-unquote guys that he's worked with in the past. But those are all far down the rabbit hole. In the short term, you're, you're just kind of looking at, I think, where Jim Leonard is in terms of this interim coach and where does he take this team and kind of what the baseline evaluation is for Chris McIntosh for him to land the job. As I mentioned, Jim Leonard, I think, the odds-on favorite but if he's not ended up being the guy if they do to a, go to a coaching search and they decide to go with someone else who are some other candidates at play we'll go ahead and talk about that in just a second before we do that I'm gonna to get to a couple quick ad reads all right, so right we're talking about other coaching candidates outside of Jim Leonard as I prefaced in the earlier parts of the episode I think Jim Leonard is going to be the guy I think behind the scenes Chris McIntosh and Jim Leonard might already know this. I think Chris McIntosh might already have that decision made and he might be giving us smoke and mirrors that he's going to have this full coaching search, but he's shocked us already once. I never saw a week five firing coming, so at this point, nothing else would shock me compared to what shocked me on Sunday evening. So playing the game now of the coaching carousel, if it's not Jim Leonard, else could it be the first candidate that i think everyone kind of looks to and screams to i know if you follow our former site manager drew ham uh, from bucky's fifth quarter he is very much on the Lie polls from kansas train and i think when you look at if there's the number one outside candidate that's likely the guy um, that i would say as well you know of course wisconsin whitewater ties six titles um, at wisconsin whitewater had success at buffalo has went to kansas has them undefeated hosting College Game Day in the top 25 for the first time in, in, in forever. I mean, Kansas football, to, to be even a, a top 50 team is a huge win compared to where they were the last few years. But to be in the top 25 is an incredible progress. And I think he fits Wisconsin, obviously, very well. From Wisconsin, he coached at Wisconsin Whitewater, was an assistant at Wisconsin at one point. All of the connections that you kind of seem to need um, certainly fit the mold for the Badgers there. As I mentioned earlier, Lance Leipold, if he comes in, he he probably if Jim Leonard said, you know, I'm not ready to be a head coach. I want to just be a defensive coordinator. um, And Lance Leipold comes in, maybe he retains him as defensive coordinator. But he's bringing in his own OC. That offense that they run is is that's their system. That's what they're going to go with. And and they're likely going to have the assistants and the the offensive coaches that they want to make this thing work. And and I would imagine if you're if you're not going with Jim Leonard personally me, if, if I was you know, waiting for that promotion for for years and then I got a chance at that promotion, then I got surpassed by some outside candidate, that would likely put a sour taste in my mouth where I would go look elsewhere. Jim Leonard has had opportunities to look elsewhere and hasn't, so he's maybe a little bit more of a wild card on that. But I would have to say that you know, if they do hire an outside coach like Lance Leopold, you're probably losing Jim Leonard along with it, or he can go at least be a defensive coordinator and a higher paid defensive coordinator at a bigger bigger school I think that's a stretch but certainly a conversation that you could have so Lance Leipold I think is a great opportunity great fit he is going to be very sought after this offseason by a lot of different coachings um, you know coaching searches Nebraska already has a coaching search open there's going to be other top programs available where Lance Leipold could very much be the top guy on a lot of teams boards I would think Nebraska that's their top target as well and maybe Wisconsin by doing this firing of Paul Chris now is saying hey we're not just gonna if we are going out and searching for someone we're not just gonna have let Nebraska have first reigns you know we're gonna put our hat in the running as well if if you want to go out and get a guy like Lance leopold who knows I, I think those are the top two if it's not Jim Leonard I think Lance liopold's likely your top guy but is there other guys beyond that we'll see i've seen brett Bielema thrown back around i don't see a reunion with that happening i think some new fresh blood and a credit to brett Bielema, he has turned around illinois thus far but i do think that some fresh change is due into this program i have seen some some names like dave aranda thrown around at baylor who's currently the head coach I personally, I can't see you surpassing Jim Leonard, who I think is just as good of a defensive mind to replace him with another just as good kind of defensive mind. Maybe that's maybe I'm underestimating Dave Aranda as a head coach, and he does have more head coach experience. But I think those two are closer to equal than than maybe what the title and the pay says. You know, as as a head coach at Baylor, he's he's had that familiarity with being quote unquote head coach and doing all those other you know, recruiting and boosters and all that side of thing while Jim Leonard is just X's and O's. But in terms of X's and O's, I think you're looking at two defensive guys that are, are top of the class and would it be a big splash to go out and get a Dave Miranda and, and lose Jim Leonard? I don't really think so. So I don't see that candidate as a very realistic one for Wisconsin, Wisconsin long term. The wild card name that that I haven't heard thrown around a lot, and I think deserves a credit. We've also seen names like like Luke Fickle and and Matt Campbell. I don't want anything to do with Matt Campbell as the head coach. I don't think he really gives you any sort of boost. I think he's good for Iowa State, and if he takes another job, great. But I I don't think that Wisconsin would be a good hire, um, you know, or that Matt Campbell would be a good hire for Wisconsin. I think they could have a better situation um, with other with other teams and other players. Um, The other name that I have not really seen thrown out a lot, which I am am a little bit surprised with, and maybe just because he's kind of an under-the-radar guy, is Sean Lewis from Kent State. Uh, If you guys don't know that name, Sean Lewis played at Wisconsin, um, played quarterback, worked with the tight ends, and and then all of a sudden went into coaching uh, for the last few seasons. He was under Dino Babers at Syracuse as the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach um it also was with him at eastern illinois bowling green and then syracuse and then took the head coaching job at kent state uh, of course a couple years ago he came back to camp randall and was the head coach of kent state when they took on the badgers a guy that had conversations with paul chris about getting into coaching and and could be a potential candidate for i think if you're going to a full coaching search i think you would be silly to not consider a guy like Sean Lewis, a guy that's got ties to Wisconsin, has familiarity young, can kind of work with this new world of college football, and also um, brings in some modern ideas to this offense. If you look at Kent State, they run incredibly fast offense, they are efficient, they throw the football. It's a completely different look than what Wisconsin is used to, but I think he's a guy that should be, in terms of a coaching search, should be a guy that gets a, a phone call i mean he's got i think when you're looking at these names the guys that have wisconsin ties are likely going to be the guys that get considered in in some of these situations so if it's not jim leonard if it's not lance leopold i think a guy like sean lewis who's had again has had coaching experience young kind of guy could be um, one that is in the fold i haven't seen that name Thrown about yet, which kind of surprised me. I thought, you know, when you when you're looking at the, the some of the candidates, it seemed like he would be a a surefire um, you know type of coach that that could get the job at, at the Wisconsin level. Young guy, well, as I mentioned, only 36, but can maybe do some good things with Wisconsin um, if he were to in fact ever get considered for the job. That's me just throwing that name out there and 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 kind of. One that I, at the top of my head seems like a candidate. I have nothing to sort of back up if he is in fact one, but it seems like a name that should be thrown out there along with, I mean, in terms of names that I've seen thrown out, we're, we're throwing out um, Dave Aranda. In, in our Twitter space, we were asked about Bill O'Brien, um, who I don't think has any sort of shot. Matt Campbell, Luke fickle in terms of all a lot of these feel like reaches to me i think lance leipold is a very realistic candidate i think jim leonard is the most realistic candidate dave aranda i still feel like despite the connections is a bit of a stretch sean lewis is one that i don't think is a stretch at this point in time again i think jim Leonard's going to be the guy i think he's going to be the next head coach and i think a lot of this quote unquote coaching search and coaching carousel and changes and all that is likely kind of a a stretch and a moot point, and, and likely it's just kind of something where we're all hyping up for fun. But until we know for sure, these conversations have to be had. And I think a guy like uh, Sean Lewis or Lance Leopold um, very much are in the running uh, aside from Jim Leonard. So it's gonna be a fascinating few weeks um, as we move forward here to see you know, what Wisconsin does what sort of things come out in regards to this and where the Badgers kind of go from here. To wrap things up, we're, we're going to kind of talk about, and you know, I don't want to spend too much time just speculating on the next head coach. I am interested to see, as we can turn the page, how Jim Leonard handles this first week as now the guy. I, I'm interested to see which way the Badgers kind of come out when it comes to discussing where they're at in terms of, uh, themselves as a football team because you, you made this firing in, in week five or going into week six still plenty of football left to be played this division I don't think Wisconsin really has an opportunity to win this division but if you turn things around you sure I wouldn't shock me I mean this this team has played very poorly and I don't think has the the guys and the, and the ways to win but this division really isn't very good I mean who's the best team in the Big Ten West right now Illinois? I mean, you you would lose the tiebreaker to them, but could they drop a a couple games? Absolutely. So this Big Ten West is wide open and maybe, you know, Jim Leonard can kind of rally the troops to find some things. I think there's a lot of deep-seated issues that they're going to have to correct. And I think it's going to be hard to correct some of those issues right now Um, in, in that week six kind of mantra. You can't go out, you can't blow up the whole staff in week six. You can't put in a new offense in in week six. You can't change all these things in week six. So again, I do think Jim Leonard just kind of has an uphill battle. And that's why I mentioned I'm interested to see what Chris McIntosh's sort of baseline is. If this is in fact, you know, sort of a qualifier for him. I I don't necessarily know if it is, but that's going to be something to watch is is where this team is at, what sort of adjustments they make, and what sort of energy they play with this weekend against Northwestern. Because every time and has played at Northwestern, they've already had energy issues when playing at Ryan Field uh, on a you know Saturday afternoon. So they've had energy issues there already. Does this team come out flat and bad and has the same mistakes or do they come out with their hair on fire either to play for their new head coach or play for you know, their former head coach and kind of win some games for Paul Chris? That's going to be the, the fascinating area to, to see what Wisconsin does. Wisconsin's of the past would have taken that Ohio State loss and and came out and, and took care of business against an Illinois team that they, they should have been more, much more competitive with. I think that it's a game on paper, that's a game years past you traditionally win. So now do they come out and respond and, and get off the mat in, in this contest? That's going to be something to, to really watch for as we move forward here over these next few weeks. Because as I mentioned, Wisconsin already has issues playing at Northwestern, will they have more issues or will they kind of get some things righted and and build that momentum to play for their not only Jim Leonard who could be their future head coach but you know other guys down the line that could be um, their their next head coach if it does in fact get to that so that's gonna be interesting to part to watch if they do come out flat is it because you know there's players that aren't happy? does that you know our guys gonna the other conversation that hasn't really been happened yet because it's still a good ways away but this is likely going to be a situation where guys are going to enter the portal um, after this season if they're unhappy with this decision. There's all sorts of guys that are going to be annoyed with the the, the decision to fire Paul Crisp. If Can you write that ship and get those guys back on board to, to you know play for Wisconsin and stay at Wisconsin and not transfer out of there for a new opportunity? Because now with the transfer portal, guys can kind of come and go as they please. So... It's, it's an uphill battle for the, the rest of this team, the rest of the staff, and especially, I think, for Jim Leonard. Like I said, I don't necessarily putting, know if they're putting him in a situation to succeed, but you're going to see whether he can kind of take on that extra challenge as we move into the rest of this season, these next few weeks, um, with him as the interim head coach. All right, guys, I think that kind of wraps up everything that we discussed, um, and we'll have certainly more coverage of not only – Paul Chris firing and, and the Jim Leonard you know, situation, but the game coverage for this upcoming week will also be there. So make sure to go over and check us out at buckyspethquarter dot As I mentioned earlier in the show, we did have a Twitter space on Sunday evening talking about this. It was very well received, and I think everything everyone was very respectful and, and you know asked nice questions and, and kept respect to the fact that these are college kids and guys you know employees that we're talking about people that have lives and jobs and families. So I think everyone was really great about that. And with the interest there in the Twitter space, I think we'll likely do more of those going forward. It's a it's a media platform that I wasn't super familiar with, so I hadn't done them in the past, but I think it went really well. So in addition to this podcast, be sure to be on the lookout for the next time that we maybe go live in that regard. But plenty of coverage still to come throughout the, the next few weeks. Uh, this week, uh, getting ready for the Northwestern game and the rest of this whole coaching change circuit that we're going to be going under uh, here in in the, the remainder of the season. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. As always, on Wisconsin.